Welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of Marketing Cheat Codes. This week, we explore all things NFT, a primer on what they are, why they're important to brands and marketing orgs, and along with some resources so you can stuff your mind and prep for this emerging landscape. My name's Sam, and I'm the head content wrangler here at the Aprimo Ranch, joined as always by our chief marketing rancher, Ed Brial. Ed, who are we talking to this week? We are talking to two folks, actually, John Hordisky and Hannah Sems, both from Salt Flats. They're an Aprima partner. We look to them to pave the way to disruption and change, and they're just awesome partners to have. Yeah, absolutely. And also, this is a bit unique because we found the topic through a blog that Hannah published. Am I right? She did. I was really impressed by it. She tackled the topic of NFTs. She merged that into the world of what it means for digital asset management and brands. And I felt it was one of those articles, a very complex topic, but it was is very well written in a way that you could explain it to somebody who wasn't in the know or had all the technical you know, jargon up in their heads. Yeah, totally. You know, I think what was interesting about it is What's the staying power of, of a blog versus this emerging market? As a lot of brands are, are rushing towards real estate in the metaverse, NFTs, and it's it's very early days. And I think ex- experimentation is natural. But I think, you know, what what we unpack a little bit is that issue of trust where where brands are exploring this, this emerging market and also what the consumer experience is, not only today, but three or four or five years down the road. Yeah. And how cool is it to exclusively own a piece of digital property from a brand, one that you might have a lot of affinity towards and are a fan of. I think that brands, if they do this right, they'll be able to really do well with NFTs. Right. And uh, you know, it's one of those things, once you let it out of the bag, there's no telling where it may go. This is true. All right. Well, with that in mind, let's see where this one goes. Here we go. another episode of marketing cheat codes this one's going to be interesting because it's a it's a three-person conversation versus uh the interview formats that we've been doing so looking for a a different take on things and uh, of course my name is ed brialt i'm the host of marketing cheat codes uh, also a cmo of a primo and i'm super excited to have partners of a primo from salt flats john hordesky who we've had ridiculous amounts of conversations uh, together. And uh, Hannah Sems, who just broke my attention into the internet with a, an amazing piece of content that, uh, that she created on non-fungible tokens. And then this world of damn digital asset management and NFTs coming together. We had to get on this show and have a conversation. John, Hannah, welcome to Marketing Cheat Codes. Thank you very much. Good day, Ed. How are you? I'm doing well. I'm, uh, I love doing having these conversations. I just learned so much, just massively uh, in, enriching conversations. And this is what like, this is why I get up every day to, to have these talks and, um, I'm really excited to to get into this talk, but before that, let's hear about you. Um, John, Hannah, some quick intros uh, so we can get into your backgrounds and then we'll get into this this frothy topic on NFTs. <laughs> uh, I'll, I can go. Uh, John Hordisky, Managing Director for the Insights and Analytics Practice for Salt Flats. Who is Salt Flats, you may ask, Ed, and for all the listeners 
Who is Salt Flats? What are Salt Flats? Well, the Salt Flats took its name actually from the Bonneville Salt Flats over there because that was a unique and rare environment where those who wanted to go beyond limitations were breaking land speed records. So as an inspiration, we at Salt Flats also believe that it's a place where we are kind of driven to go beyond existing limitations and do things that have never been done before. So what the type of work we do with insights and analytics is to discover, create, and launch new ways of thinking, working, and growing to create lasting value. And I think this NFT discussion is very much a part of that. But that was me, and I would love to pass it over to my esteemed colleague, Hannah Sams. Thank you, John. Um, hey, Ed, thanks for having us on. I'm an associate at Salt Flats um, and also just curious about NFTs. And um, because I've been working at a metadata management and insights and analytics consulting firm, basically, I saw how NFTs were related to metadata. And so that's kind of why I wrote this piece um, was to make that connection and then just like learn my own about it and share that knowledge with others. That's awesome. Yeah. I, I read your piece and I was like, wow. So let's do, so let's also assume that not everybody, we need to, let's demystify a little bit, non-fungible tokens, NFTs. Um, can we just talk about that at the very basic level as if we were explaining it to like a, a parent or somebody who is sort of outside the world of like this bleeding edge, like super hypey topic. Right. And it is super hyping. It's It can be hard looking at the news to like get past that because everyone's at a different level of understanding right now. But um, I like to always start with the basics. NFT stands for non-fungible token. Um, and what that basically means, an NFT is a unique, meaning there's no other one like it, digital asset stored on a blockchain um, which we'll get to in a second. And um, that blockchain, for example, could be Ethereum. Ethereum's a popular one. And a blockchain is basically a public digital ledger or way of recording info about a transaction that is duplicated and distributed across a system and a network of computers. Um, which are on the blockchain and that duplication and distribution makes that um, unique digital asset, the NFT on the blockchain secure. It makes it verifiable and, um, and cryptocurrency is also a part of that. Um, I'm sure you've heard that term before. Cryptocurrencies are usually the currency through which NFTs are most commonly traded, bought, sold on NFT marketplaces. Um, and I'll stop there. Yeah, that's a, just a very excellent uh, explanation on uh, the basics. And now um, the actual asset itself of an NFT, right? So a lot of folks uh, who listen to marketing cheat codes understand digital asset management, what that means. So if you could break down the components of what actually is a non-fungible token, it, it, and at the end of the day, is it just a JPEG or it's, is it more than that? How do we componentize what actually an NFT is? Yeah, that's a great question. So in addition to like uh, 
a buzzy term. NFTs are um, basically a fast way and secure way to own digital files. Um, so for example, when someone purchases an NFT, that transaction and a record of that transaction, along with all the other metadata attached to that NFT is uploaded to the blockchain forever. So when I say metadata attached to that NFT, um, you'll find if you try to upload an NFT as, a, as an artist or a company, when you try to upload it, you have to fill in um, various fields that um, describe that NFT, like what collection it's part of, what blockchain it's on, what type of sale it'll be, like fixed fee or auction, and um, the, the rarity and other properties of the NFT. And um, so that's the, the metadata part of NFTs. Um, but it is a file, it has to be a file. Um, it can be a video, audio file, image. Um, but beyond that, the way I like to think about it is um, just like with physical art, like not anyone can hang the real Mona Lisa in their living room. Anyone can hang a print of it. Um, in the same way, people can download a JPEG of an NFT and own that and put it up as their like Twitter profile picture. But um, the reason I think why people are paying so much for these NFTs and why they're getting so much attention um, is because people are willing, just as like throughout history, to pay a lot of money to own the real thing. And yeah, you know, this has been going on. I mean, we, you know, sometimes in the industry we see we hear of things like bleeding edge. It's actually, a, you know, I'm not sure if I like the term, but this is something the NFT discussion has actually been going on for almost two years now, and it's building. And I think what's important to you, Ed, and many of the, the listeners today is this is a content play. And guess what? We've all got content, uh, whether you're retail, CPG, insurance, medical, healthcare, other. We've all got content to play with. And I think this is unique because NFTs are important because it's a way in which to get your content out. And we've all got content to play with. Um, so I think it's meaningful to talk about this. You know, we have channels, print, um, digital, whatever that means to you, social media, et cetera. NFTs is another opportunity. And I think the more your listeners and other people are able to sort of identify what does this mean to me? And then hopefully in this podcast today, we'll be able to have people go, huh, I get it. Funny sounding name. Let's be honest, non-fungible token. I remember a year ago, our CEO said, can you say that again slowly? And I said, non-fungible <laughs> token. He's like, well, NFT sounds better, but it's good we're saying these things because it's really happening out there. So let's talk about it because it's it's not science fiction anymore. It's actually a reality. So let's get to know them, right? Absolutely. I think it I think it NFTs fit squarely into the digital asset conversation. Um, the applicability now, I've seen, you know, some brands create their own you know, the applicability to we'll call it like commercial. Uh, brands and uh, brand plays and uh, allowing, I'll call it the public to potentially own a piece of a uh, brand is out there. I think about, uh, well, what do you think some of the use cases are and or usage plays for a brand would be uh, to actually go out, create some NFTs for you know ut utility, ownership, 
Um, what are some of those? Can you unpack some of the how brands should be thinking about NFTs? Yeah, I can go ahead and take that. Um, I like to think of two main ways brands can use NFTs or apply NFTs. Um, and those two main ways are traditional and experimental. And that's how I like to categorize that. Um, under traditional, like monetizing existing assets, for example, like Martha Stewart um, recently released NFTs of um, some of her Halloween collection, um, just pictures and, and videos they already had. You can also increase your brand awareness and, and keep up with the digital trend. Um, and then there's verifying ownership of digital art, but then there's also experimental uses, um, or I guess you could call them more creative uses. Like, um, for example, Taco Bell sold Taco Bell digital art. And, um, but what a lot of people don't know is that it also came with a $500 gift card to be redeemed for like actual food. Um, so they can be used for vouchers. Um, they can be used for tickets or um, memorabilia from a special event like the NFL did. Um, they gifted free NFTs um, as like digital keepsakes for fans, like physical tickets from the actual event. And something that's really interesting I mean, there's different applications in every industry, but um, I think part of the spirit of NFTs and blockchain in general, and you might hear this a lot, is decentralization. And basically, um, that's the spirit of NFTs, like yeah, decentralization. And, yeah, yeah, and ownership. And um Something uh, that is a trend, especially in the music industry, is people are creating these like exclusive communities with VIP access that have like their own perks and, and everything, which can decentralize and, and fractionalize ownership. Um, and you'll see it in the real estate industry too. Um, for example, um, Diplo just joined the rapper Nas and they are selling their streaming royalties as NFTs on a marketplace. And yeah, I mean, it's a crazy new idea. Like it, it's a missing market. And in, in some industries, um, companies are getting into NFTs because they recognize that missing market um, and what their consumers are asking for. Um, and in other industries, it seems like it's more of a push um, to increase return on investment, um, like more in the video game industry. And basically, there's endless possibilities. Um, and yeah, I'll stop there. Yeah, no, I think about that. I mean, I think the idea of digital ownership, imagine, I think about brands who have all this media, imagine somebody being able to own a moment, like a moment like the the NBA is an example. I think they're allowing, uh, they're, they're selling like somebody's jump shot, you know, uh, a very specific moment in time, potentially a, um, a home run, uh, image and, or like these, like a, a, a point in time in, in history can now be owned exclusively by someone. That's, that's really yeah. interesting. And look what's happening in the marketplace right now. 
to steal a quote from the latest Matrix movie, nostalgia is a great comfort. And it is. And what do people like? Nostalgia. And people want to own a piece of that, whether it's a moment in time or it is something scarce, a unique item. You know, Grimes just sold $6 million worth of creative art uh, as NFTs because people want the one thing. But I think for many people listening today, you're thinking, but this, I'm not Grimes, I'm not Diplo. Uh, no one can be Diplo, obviously. Only Diplo can be Diplo. But what do I have? Well, you have you have an archive of great content. And Ed, you and I have talked about this before, about brands who do have all this existing content. So what about those original posters that you have? What about that original artwork you had from the 40s or 50s or 60s? Maybe you could own that. And I think if I was a brand right now thinking, is this part, do I have a piece to play in this? You absolutely do, because you've got the content to play with. So you can have that ownership. You can say, I do love your brand. and Fill in the blank, whatever brand that could be. And Hannah gave some great examples. Like maybe you should say, I could own that ad. I can own that moment. I can own the original artwork of, et cetera, et cetera. I just think it's it's literally an exciting time to be rethinking our brand content in unique and good ways. So the opportunities are there. Yeah, and the opportunities are to go into the archives of your brand. Like go back to the history, where it started. Look at your brand evolution over time look at some of those amazing campaigns like back to nostalgia there's there's some like amazing like porsche as an example uh, example porsche as an example they've had some amazing print ads imagine if they allowed that to be owned by somebody where their copy you know 10 words on a page a picture of an amazing car enthusiasts would pay ridiculous amounts of money for that to have and or version it right in terms of like so so getting into that how do brand talk me through a process of if i'm a brand and i'm interested in getting into the nft game to exploit some of its uh, opportunities how do i actually do it how do i actually go about the process of creating an nft and putting it out to market mm -hmm. um that's part of what i tried to um, explain in my blog because I was curious too. Yeah. Um, and I, I did some research it seemed like, um, and my head, I like to think of it as breaking it down to, um, four steps of choosing the asset you want to make into an NFT, distributing that, um, via a marketplace, minting it. So actually putting it on the blockchain, making it available for sale and then marketing it um, so people actually know it's out there and you can make the sale. Um, and I'm I'm happy to go into any of those a little bit more if if the listeners you think might be interested. Yeah, let's d double click on uh, each of those. Um, the the idea of the selection, right? The choosing it step that you mentioned. How yeah. should how should brands folks be thinking about? selection of what and again back into that maybe they want to start off and just experiment with it right maybe to test and learn and see what's out there what's mm -hmm. the what's the how should we be thinking about choosing what we mm -hmm. go out with um well i think this ties back to the work that salt flats does um and really focuses on is is helping brands find and search their assets through rich metadata um, because if you don't know what you have, you can't really, um, you can't find, you can't it. find it, you can't find it. And Discover a of what is even interesting for us to, to go right. out there with. 
Yeah, especially older assets that like do appeal um, to nostalgia, like John was saying. Um, but you can choose an image, video, um, a GIF, a GIF, some people might say, um, a 3D video game asset, like whatever is in your asset repository, whether it's a DAM, a digital asset management system, or MAM or anything, um, you can put it on the blockchain. Basically, like the possibilities end with our creativity. Um, and then for distributing it, when you're choosing a marketplace, each marketplace um, I found has its own pros and cons and its own target market. Um, for example, some people refer to OpenSea as like the eBay of NFTs right now. Um, they just have the most, it's the most popular platform for trading right now. Um, there's Rarible, there's Nifty Gateway, there's, there's endless um, marketplaces. So um, if I were a company, I would take a look at the, um, at the environment and see um, who you're trying to target. Um, who this asset might appeal to and and where that might best be placed, just like you would with a physical awesome. yeah. marketplace. And, and it also yeah. speaks, if it's a metadata play, and we at Flats are big about the metadata, it's also what about the rights and the rights management of that metadata? Because if you know, it's not only just, you said discoverability, right, Ed? Like, can I find my asset? Great, you found it. And it, you do have it, but what can you do with it? If you actually have the rights clearance and it's yours to use the audio, the video, the other, then you can really start to play with it. So this is a metadata game, you know, and I, I implore everyone on the listening to the podcast today to say, do you, how well do you know your content? Do you have the rights? And if you do have the rights cleared, my goodness, you can start to really play with this. You could sell parts of this in unique different ways. And we all know, you know, nostalgia is working right now. So let's talk about it. What could be something interesting that you could own that's a unique instance of the brand experience, whether it's the song, whether it's the ad, whether it's the logo product, something, something. But that metadata play of rights management is certainly helping the NFTs become more and more realistic for people. Yeah, I think about the this like the lawyers right the the lawyers that now have to get involved imagine that conversation the brand the lawyer what can we actually do what do we own finding it and then what what does that look like for us the brand to actually give when we get into the the minting it piece next which is putting it out there which is are we okay with and are a piece of our brand being owned by an entity outside of the company. Absolutely. And this is this is strategic, too, because this is all about, uh, you know, we just used, you know, what is a non-fungible token, but this is all part of the futuristic metaverse to which we are going into right now. You know, Meta spent $10 billion last year on metaverse. And I think that's something that we all need to be aware of. It's not just a silly name. It's actually reality for us again. But the NFTs are going to be a very big part of the metaverse that we're going into. So this is a real opportunity. Like you say, Ed, like, let's get the lawyers in the room. What can I, what I cannot do with my stuff? But if I can do some stuff, what a great opportunity to play in the metaverse by having these really unique digital objects and assets. So this is a real brand opportunity to say the future looks pretty darn good. Again, it's a metadata argument. Do I have the rights? Do I have the content to do something with? Yeah, I mean, there's this idea of like uh, renting in the metaverse, uh, buying in the metaverse, uh, you know, that whole process of now like digital um, 
digital experiences. I saw Vans actually created a space in the metaverse. Uh, it's a little bit more than a brand play. I think there's some utility in there as well, but um, thinking about going out there. And then, so the minting process that makes it a real NFT, what does that look like for, for someone? Yeah, that can be probably the most complex um, just as a lay person, but <clears throat> um, so minting would look like, say you chose your NFT marketplace um, and you're on their website. Um, you would first want to connect um, your cryptocurrency wallet or create a cryptocurrency wallet um, and connect that to the marketplace so that you can um, fund putting an NFT on a marketplace, which includes like gas fees you might hear about, um, which are just associated with um, with uploading an image or any file to the blockchain. They're just transaction fees basically. Um, and so there's, there's five steps. I'd say the first would be connecting your cryptocurrency wallet. For example, a popular one is MetaMask. Um, and um, the second step would be like pressing upload um, and taking you to the page where you fill in all this metadata, which is the third step. Um, choosing the title for your NFT, um, the blockchain you're using, um, and which blockchain it resides on. Um, again, what type of um, sale, like auction or fixed fee, how long it'll be out there. Some people do drops. Um, so like limited time drops, some, some brands will only have it on sale to create scarcity um, for like a month. Others will, it'll always be up. Um, and then there's also properties when you're minting that NFT, there's properties like rarity, there's generation, there's collection, there's color. Um, and those are customizable. It depends on the marketplace you're using. But um, basically, everything's configurable and it's up to you. Um, the fourth step would be making sure your cryptocurrency wallet connected to the marketplace has enough funds to pay for those gas fees to make sure the NFT actually gets uploaded. Um, and then the fifth is your listing is finalized. Um, and then that'll take you to marketing. Um, but let me know if you all have any questions because I know that's a lot. Yeah, absolutely. So let's talk about some things that, uh, okay, so I'm a brand. I'm going to take this. I'm going to experiment here now. I know what to do, the processes. Are there any pitfalls or things to avoid in terms of um, taking it out there? Um, what are all of the you know prerequisites that we should be thinking about? Yeah, I would say um, that's a good question. The bottom line is that it's shaking up some industries. Um, and I think companies need to pay attention to the way it may disrupt their industry um, in order to either gain a first mover advantage or gain an advantage to choosing not to move. Um, because ultimately, it depends the way you use NFTs. It depends on your industry. Um, and if your company doesn't decide, like someone else will decide for you. So I think as an organization, if you're thinking about 
um, releasing an NFT or an NFT collection, um, really ask yourself and your team why you're interested in releasing an NFT. If it's because your customers um, are demanding it um, in one way or another, if, if there's a missing market for it, and we find this a lot in digital art, um, people who want to support digital artists individually um, with musical artists, um, with people who would love memorabilia from a concert or an event like South by Southwest, um, then like just go ahead and experiment away. Um, if your motive is to increase profit, which is like a responsibility to shareholders or, or to hop on a trend, um, I would consider how your customers might react because there might be some pushback um, because some industries, some users or customers in some industries might not care for it um, as much as others might. So again, it goes back to decentralization and um, I would consider if there's other means to achieve your ends, um, if that's your motive, but if your motive is again, um, appealing to your customers and you hear them reaffirming that they're interested in that, like go ahead and experiment. Yeah, yeah I think that's- Ed, it's like a nod to chaos theory. And I love the quote yeah. from Jurassic Park. I mean, it's a fictional character, Dr. Ian Malcolm, but he says, your scientists were so preoccupied with whether or not they could, they didn't stop to think if they should. So I would say proceed with caution. Uh, not only get the lawyers in the room, get your marketing team, get your product team in the room and say, what do we have? Again, it's a metadata play. Do we have the rights for this? Um, if we do, okay, what could we do with it? But proceed with caution because you want to make sure you're doing this right. This could change your brand experience entirely. This is a very, again, it sounds science fiction, right? But the metaverse is here with us. It's happening. So just proceed with caution. Make sure you're doing the right thing and do it in the right way. It is new, uh, and with that comes a lot of excitement. But uh, proceed with caution. It could. Uh, we want. You want to make sure you're doing the right thing. Yeah, I think there's some. You guys just unpacked some amazing cheat codes. So one, experiment away is what you said, Hannah, and then proceed with caution. Should we do it? And I think about um, the idea of the opportunity for like the brand perception that you were talking about, which is maybe. Should a, I'm a stodgy brand, right? You're looking, you're trying to do this brand transformation. Could a play like this, putting my brand out in the metaverse, going through this process, sort of change that stodgy brand perception to appeal to new segments of the market? You know, maybe I'm a wealth management company and I primarily. Um, appeal to and or do business with a certain uh, age demographic. Maybe I'm see I want to go after some of that young money, so it so to speak, right? If I'm going to do that, I'm going to have to do that through experiential means versus like uh, utility or um, or just um, I'm sorry, not utility. Uh, loyalty, loyalty's gone, right? So give me some experience. Absolutely, right? Like. A good example of that is like really large established um, names, Sotheby's, they're beginning to talk about selling ownership rights to both like a physical mansion in Miami and then a digital counterpart to that 
in the metaverse um, uh, called the sandbox metaverse via an NFT. So like that is probably an example of a play of like a larger, more established company, like joining the crowd and making sure they're not falling behind um, on any digital, any digital innovative trend that might affect their industry, whether it be NFTs, blockchain, um, AI, um, artificial intelligence. It's all a way for a brand and a company to innovate and the possibilities are endless again. And I would say as following with that proceed with caution, uh, we just uh, we had the Super Bowl a few months ago. Uh, the biggest ads were cryptocurrency and NFTs. And to take a line from one of the stars of the Super Bowl, uh, Eminem, trust is hard to come by. So let's make sure if we're going to do something different with our brand experience, let's make sure we're not breaking trust with our consumers and our buyers and our sharers. Let's make sure we're doing the right thing. This is definitely the future and it's happening now. But let's just make sure we do it. Let's not break the trust that we have with our brand. Let's make sure our users are there with us in the right way. Yeah, I mean, um, one of my favorite uh, commercials was the the bouncing QR code from Coinbase. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Before you even fund your wallet, you've got to have your, your Coinbase account and transfer your U.S. dollars, maybe in my case, to, um, to Ethereum and then put it in your MetaMask and... Uh, they had one of the most brilliant like curiosity gap closing um commercials there and i'm sure that that just like really expanded their um their reach and uh oh, yeah. their audience and engagement. Ad tech and martech were all over the super bowl ads just because they said this is different now we're actually moving into a different economy and i know that sounds pejorative and you know, it's oversaid sometimes, but we really are moving into a different time. Again, like I said earlier, $10 billion was spent last year by Meta to start exploring the metaverse. So it's actually kind of happening. So let's learn it. Let's enjoy it. Let's but be, you know, as Hannah was sort of hinting at, let's be playful. Let's experiment and see what we can do. Just be careful, right? Yeah. That's I, awesome. So um, I'm sorry, Hannah, go ahead. Okay. I, I just want to add, like, just... Building off of what both of you all are saying, um, I think a large part of NFTs is being educated and just informing yourself. And if you're not acting today, like thinking about how, if you did want to act in the future, like how would you act? Um, and in learning today, one quote I really like, speaking of advertising, is... Um, by David Ogilvy, and um, he was talking about big ideas. And he said, um, stuff your unconscious mind with information, then unhook your rational thought process and, and your unconscious mind has to be well-informed or else your idea will be irrelevant. And like, that's how you make that big idea happen is keep learning and when the opportunity arises, um, Again, like chance favors the prepared. Yeah. That's that's why we're talking about it here. And like, that's why you're having us on. Like, it's something that's talked about. And to join that conversation and decide the future for ourselves, we have to jump into that conversation. 
Yeah. Absolutely. And thank, and thank you, Ed, for the leadership on this. I mean, you and Primo are taking stewardship on this. Uh, let's have a conversation. Let's talk about it. Like Hannah said, let's get educated about it. We saw this 10 years ago with AI. Well, let's do it too right. fast. Let's do it too quick. No, slow down. Learn about it. So, you know, Hannah's saying, let's get educated. Let's talk about NFTs. Does it make sense? Don't break trust with your brand and your, and your users. So um, let's get educated. So thank you for initiating this and being stewards of good content. So well done. Absolutely. In terms of stuffing your mind and learning, what are some resources that you would recommend folks go um, go stuff their mind with? Yeah, that's a great question. There's so many. Um, some of my favorite resources um, are NFT Plazas. It's a website, news website. Um, I like The Verge. They have a tech focus. Um, and... I also really like Ty Smith's NFT Lately podcast, um, just to keep up with NFT news and um, just keep learning. And I think beyond that, just diversify your sources, um, whether it be Business Insider, Forbes, um, smaller local news sources, just um, listen, keep your ears out. And if you like something, lean into it. Awesome. That cheat code, stuff your mind full of information i love that and uh what do you if you could go in in your crystal ball i love this question i love asking this question i love hearing the answers to this question if you could go in you know in your crystal ball the future of nfts what do you see for the future beyond just like this surface we're scratching today where's this all going i'd love to hear john's john's answer yeah. um but go you go first anna yeah yeah for me, um, my crystal ball, um, that would make a good NFT, like a picture. You can put <laughs> it um, would. I like that. Yeah. I, would, I would say my crystal ball is that in some industries, it'll stick. In some industries, it won't. But we won't figure it out until people experiment and we look at consumers' reaction to that. So um, I think where it'll stick the most as a general rule is probably I'm bullish that probably is where consumers or users or um, anything are looking to decentralize power from like a, a middleman or um, like a certain marketplace. If they're interested in transferring that power um, to the individual, whether it be the artist, um, sports player, um, that I think is where it's going to stick. Wow. And if I can look into the crystal ball, we had this discussion a few days ago with a client talking about, it's not like flat earth theory type stuff, but a long time ago, someone did say, hey, I think there's something over there. And people got on ships and actually traveled over large bodies of water and explored and went, you're right. Wow. Land, different land. Didn't know. I think we are in this unique moment in history where we actually can start exploring again. And I think in this crystal ball that I'm looking at, I think this is a huge opportunity for people to re-explore their brands and say, what can I do? I, you know, We've said it before, proceed with caution, but I think those who are able to embody the spirit of innovation and think differently, I think will do very well. Uh, you know, This isn't just for retail entertainment. I mean, you could take your own personal health records and make that an NFT and sell that back to maybe a pharma company or even your own healthcare provider. This is really about rethinking our economy 
And I do believe the crystal ball will be empowered by those who are willing to play with it, be explore, be an explorer in this economy and see what they can do. Proceed with trust, ensure that procedure with caution, but have that mindfulness to have a trustful experience with your brands. I, I'm very encouraged about what's going to be happening. I'm, I will be watching uh, with you know eyes wide open and smiles wide to see how people really begin to explore their brands and make something different of this. Uh, it's it's really fun time to be around right now. So this is good. That's my crystal ball. Amazing, love that. No, um, I mean, John, Hannah, you guys are doing amazing things. I love what Salt Flats is doing. Um, this the space that we're in right now. I mean, there's an inflection point happening, and we are helping brands get there. Um, and yeah, it's a it's a really exciting time for us in our space. How can uh, thanks for coming on the show? Um, thank you for dropping all the cheat codes. How can folks get in touch with you? I know it's not hard to find you, but um, what are some of the key areas if, if folks want to reach out and continue the conversation? Where should they go? Uh, you can also just go to Salt Flats. You can find us there, John Hordisky on Twitter and on LinkedIn. Uh, Hannah's blog is a great place to start. We're going to be holding an NFT workshop in Chicago in about a month and a half. So if you're in the Chicago area, please come on down and watch that. We're also going to do one in LA in May. So again, come down and watch that. So you can find us those ways. Physical event. Physical, right? Physical. We can do that again. We can actually be in the room with people and not just be Zoomy or whatever the things are, but like people in a room talking about digital objects. Pretty good, I'd say. We're gonna have, you know? Yeah, we're going to have to put some links in the show notes here for folks. Sure. John, Hannah, thank you so much. Thank you for uh Thank you, Ed. Marketing. Yeah, Great talk. Thank you. Thank you, everyone, for joining us today for another episode of Marketing Cheat Codes. I want to thank our guests for their time and everyone out there in a primo land for listening. This episode was written, mixed, and produced by Glenn McManus. Our associate producer is Noah Horberg. Our production coordinator is Izzy Herbst. And our creative director is Sonny Okamoto. Our series is hosted by Ed Brield. And I'm your co-host, Sam Chapman. If you like what you're hearing, please rate us or review us everywhere you listen to podcasts and be sure to keep the conversation going by following us on LinkedIn and Twitter. If you have a topic you'd like to hear us discuss or want to be a guest, head on over to the URL in the episode description and drop us a line. Until next time, thanks for listening. <laughs>